Welcome to the Process Pod. This is where we dig deep, get curious, and find growth. In other words, this is where we process. Hey y'all, welcome or welcome back to the Process Pod. My name is Camille, I am your host, and I'm really glad that you're here and listening to this. Um, This podcast really means a lot to me, partially because it helps me work through my own stuff, so maybe it's for a selfish reason, but also something that I've learned uh, through my work as a therapist and just through my own life experiences is that everybody is dealing with the same stuff (laughs) all at the same time. Uh, And so I think that by talking about and naming some of these really difficult things, it really kind of creates a sense of community and makes me feel less alone. And hopefully it does that for you too. Today's episode wasn't necessarily planned. Uh, I just have been thinking about some stuff and I'm still thinking about some stuff. So we've got some active processing today. um, And I just wanted to kind of share some of it. I don't know about y'all, but this for me is definitely a season of growth. Um, I have seen so much growth in pretty much every single area of my life, personally, mentally, emotionally, spiritually, professionally, just so much growth. But what that also means (laughs) is that there's been a lot of struggle in each of those areas lately. Because the struggle is the precursor to the growth. I don't think that we can grow without experiencing things. Uh, It's our experiences that teach us. And it's the things that we learn and pick up along the way that truly contribute to our overall growth. And so I'm really kind of in this interesting interesting space mentally lately because... I mean, like things are really hard right now and challenging and I'm okay with it. And I think that's what's the most surprising to me. I'm okay with things being hard because I'm paying attention to the growth as it's happening. I don't have to, I don't have to use hindsight to understand the value in this season of my life, which is pretty cool, I think. So this is really the first time that I am kind of, dealing with some challenging things, but I'm not upset about it. And I think that that approach makes it easier for me to deal with them and to just accept the fact that this is a challenging time because I see the value in the struggle and I see the value, you know, it's growing pains. That's really what it is. I don't know about y'all, but when I was younger, my I would get these growing pains in my legs. Like it would hurt so much. And it was because I was growing. And the same thing applies here. Things are hard and difficult and sometimes painful and confusing because we're growing. And I know that I'm not the only one that is in a growing season right now. So many of my clients, I work with people every day who are actively and intentionally trying to grow and willing to put in the hard work to see that growth. And I tell them all the time when it starts to get really hard and when it feels like you don't know what you're doing, that's when you know you're on the right track. That's when it really starts to get good, when you're in the thick of it. And I think that's kind of what I want to talk about today is just when you're in the thick of it, when you're in the thick of of the 
season of growth and challenge and struggle, it just feels like I am walking on a tightrope blindfolded, like don't know what's going on. Everything feels kind of risky. Um, but then when I peek out of the blindfold, like I, I realize how far I've come. I don't know if this analogy is working, but y'all know me. Anyway, um, when we're in the thick of it, uh, and I know that it freaks a lot of people out because we want to feel in control. But I think that one of the most powerful contributors to personal growth is first of all, acknowledging that we are not in control. And secondly, giving up of trying to have so much control just letting go of it, liberating yourself from the pressure of being in control of every single part of your life because we don't have that control anyway. But when we're continuing to try to grasp at it, we're just making things harder for ourselves and causing more anxiety. So letting go of some of that control is so necessary, I think, especially when you're in the thick of it because these life lessons are gonna keep coming and it's hard and challenging because we're, we're slowly changing the way that we move and the way we operate and the way that we live. So we are kind of slowly disrupting this system that has been so carefully built and that has been existing within ourselves, within our bodies. It's been existing for years and for decades. And one little change can make everything else have to adjust to fit this new change, which is why I think it feels like such a challenging time because we're stretching and and growing and having to be flexible and adaptable in so many different ways at the same time. It's the simultaneous growth for me. I don't think I ever thought about (laughs) what it would look like or feel like to kind of grow into, you know, a better version of myself or a more enlightened version or whatever you want to call it. But it's palpable. I am just being stretched and my perspective is expanding and I'm seeing things in ways that I haven't seen them before and I'm making connections to different things and some stuff is starting to make sense and things that I hated before I now have a new appreciation for. It's just, it's a wild time. And I think for me, the craziest part is that so much of it is happening internally and it's a tough experience for me to share with people. So when people ask me, what's going on with you? Like, how have you been? <laughs> I feel like I don't have too much to share because I don't even know that I have the, the words to describe kind of what have been the, the most like impactful experiences for me lately because a lot of those experiences have happened internally and I'm seeing it in the small things, right? So, I mean, I think that the biggest example that I have is, you know, I've been, I, I, I have been trying to, um, I've been trying to find the balance between self-compassion and self-discipline. That's been one of the hardest things for me. I, I go back and forth, you know, because I am a recovering um, self-critique, self-critic. <laughs> I'm a recovering self-critic, and that my inner critic, you know, still comes out sometimes. Um, but sometimes I tend to go too far in the opposite. I am trying so hard not to be critical of myself that um, I make excuses and rationalize and justify why it's okay for me to take a break and to procrastinate and 
you know, and, and it's hard for me to find that balance because I'm, I don't want to be lazy and procrastinate all the time, but I also know what kind of strain it it puts me under to be critical and like super harsh with myself all the time. So trying to find that balance, um, has been really hard for me. Uh, I think that I'm, I think I'm getting there. I know that I'm getting there. That's one of the things that I've been actively working on, especially as I'm kind of in this season where, um, I'm building, you know, my own things and having to run a business, which is something that I never, something that I never wanted to do, was never interested in doing, but here I am. Um, and so it's been hard to find and keep motivation sometimes, you know? So that process has, for me, has been, it's, it's so, I don't know. It, it feels like it's been really involved and I don't know if everyone else deals with, you know, change and personal growth in this way, but I think I just have been really mindful and purposeful about the, the ways that I know it'll be beneficial for me to adjust. So I'm in this new season, in this new space where I'm running my own business and being my own boss. Parts of it are great, parts of it not so much. Something that I realized is that I am not a very structured person. I didn't really ever have to come to terms with that when I had a nine to five because that nine to five is there. Monday through Friday, like I know from nine to five, I'm unavailable because I'm at work. I have tasks that are laid out for me. It's, it's, it's a routine and everything else kind of gets planned around that. When I don't have that, when my schedule is kind of fluctuating and kind of up and down, which is why just a sidebar, don't cancel your therapist last minute. Y'all don't know how disruptive that can be. (laughs) Please be communicative and pay attention to your cancellation policy. Anyway, the fluctuating schedule has been hard for me to adjust to. And so I'm like really trying to find systems that work for me to help me be more organized and more structured and more disciplined while at the same time making sure that I'm relating to myself with compassion and loving kindness and not self-sabotaging and creating more stress and anxiety because there's already enough that I'm struggling with and having to learn with. I'm not wanting to create more of that. So it's this constant kind of juggling act, juggling between, I don't know, juggling between holding myself accountable and holding myself accountable in other ways. (laughs) Holding myself accountable in the sense of, um, you know, still actively working towards the things and uh, following through on ideas that I have. I I have a a bad habit, um, historically speaking, of starting something and not finishing it or talking myself out of doing something. Even starting this podcast, y'all don't know how long I thought about it before I actually did it. So... Um, And that's something that I'm actively working on too. You know, I told myself that I was going to release so many episodes a month. And even though sometimes they come out on the 31st and I barely make it, I've been proud of myself because I have released two episodes every month. And that was something that I set out to do. Still working on getting a more consistent schedule. So please stand by for that. But in the meantime, we're going to celebrate the accomplishments that we have made. Um, 
so I'm, I'm trying to, I'm working on my consistency and staying, finding motivation and keeping motivation. And, you know, I've had some, some pretty decent, I don't know if decent is the right word. I feel like decent is not a big enough word. I've had some breakthroughs lately that I'm really excited about because I have immediately been able to see their impact, you know? Um, okay. So let me see. What are some of these breakthroughs that I've had? When I tell y'all this episode was not planned, I usually have at least a few things written down to kind of keep me on track. I ain't got a thing written down today. So y'all going to get what you get. We're going to see if any of this makes sense. <laughs> but This is how I think. This is how my thinking works. Okay. So I've had some, some breakthroughs. Um, and maybe one of the, the biggest ones is kind of related to what I talked about in the first self-compassion episode, which is finding ways to feel good about myself. And I have kind of expanded that into my goal being, I want to make, <laughs> I want to make life easier for the future version of me. I want to make life easier for a future Camille. So I, I'm sacrificing a sense of ease currently in my present life, I'm willingly sacrificing a sense of ease because I know that it will invite more ease for future Camille. What I mean by that um, is I realized that my procrastination was just avoidance and what I had to realize was what it actually was that I was trying to avoid. And for so long, I struggled with procrastination and I was like, why can't I just do these things? Why do I always put it off or wait, wait till later or whatever it is? Professional master procrastinator, you know? And once I realized what I was avoiding, then it became a lot easier for me to interact with it differently. I, I realized that I was avoiding these nasty feelings about myself. I was avoiding feeling disappointed in myself or feeling like I was not good enough or like a failure. All of those negative feelings that come with that inner critic. Again, if you haven't listened to the self-compassion episode, go ahead and, and take a listen. This will probably make more sense to you. But all of those feelings that the inner critic brings that's what I was trying to avoid with my procrastination because those feelings had taken such a toll on my view of myself and on my abilities and I'm doubting myself and what I can and can't do. So, okay, so I'm, I'm going to use, you know, start starting this podcast where I've been thinking about it for so long, um, but the self-doubt was, was creeping in. And so I, it took me so long to actually start it because I think every time I would think about about recording the first episode or sitting down and actually planning out how I wanted it to go or I had convinced myself that I didn't know enough and I didn't have enough and I don't have enough of a, of a following and no one's going to listen to it um, and that means that it's not good and then what's the point and... I don't know, just so many of these of these thoughts, right? And they made me feel doubtful and insecure and unqualified and so many other things. Knowing good and well, knowing good and well that I sit and talk about wellness all day, that's literally my job. That is literally my job. 
But for some reason, convinced myself that doing it in this way, in this format, wasn't going to be good enough, was not going to work out. While that's what was happening underlying underneath, I'm finding reasons to not start it yet. Oh, well, I need to buy a new hard drive. Oh, well, I need to get this set up first. Oh, well, I need whatever. Always finding a reason why it wasn't the right time or why it would be better for me to wait to put it off. And then the longer I put it off, the bigger this thing gets built up in my mind. So I'm trying to avoid these negative feelings while at the same time reacting to these negative feelings. And these feelings that I'm trying to avoid are actually controlling and dictating what I am and I'm not doing. Once I, once I realized that, I was like, hold on, what's, what's going on here? Who's really in the driver's seat? It shouldn't be these, these fearful feelings. These fear, the fear should not be in the driver's seat. So... Um, I kind of had that, that realization and that kind of started, uh, some of, some of the mindset shifts or perspective shifts. Um, so I thought about procrastination and, and avoidance and I was like, I'm just avoiding these things. Um, sure. I'm not sure. I don't know how this podcast is going to go. Maybe it might be kind of hard. It might be kind of challenging, but I was building these things up to be so much scarier in my mind, right? And so now I'm afraid of something that I want to do. That I'm, when I put it in those terms, it really doesn't, it really doesn't make sense. Um, so that's just one example, right? Uh, was, you know, not starting the podcast. Another example that I talk about all the time is wanting to be more consistent with exercise and physical fitness. I have a long and colorful history with my body of course like most of us do and a part of that has been my relationship with exercise and movement and I had decided and and had accepted the fact that exercise is something that it's always going to be hard for me it's always going to be a struggle it's always going to be a fight I'm willing to do it because I know it's good for me but it's always going to be hard I'm always going to be behind or I'm always going to be struggling with it. Having that view made me want to avoid it even more because who wants to willingly struggle with something every day or every however many days, you know, who's excited about doing that? Mm, Not me, not me. And I think beyond that, what I realized was when I had that idea of it, 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 it wasn't just this thing is hard because it's hard, but it was this thing is hard because I'm not good at it. And it's, it's a me thing. It's because I'm just not good enough. I'm just not athletic enough. I'm just not fit enough. So it, it, it wasn't about the activity anymore or the objective. Instead, it became about me. So I'm taking my negative feelings about this thing and applying it to myself and how I feel about myself. So now when I think about working out, oh, this thing is, it's it's so hard. Um, And if I had just, you know, stuck with some of the sports I played with as a kid, or if I had just, uh, I don't know, whatever, if, if I had just, I can't think of an example right now, (laughs) but it turned into my fault. So 
I'm internalizing all these negative feelings about myself and then it's it's making me even less motivated because I'm trying to avoid the feelings of disappointment that are going to come when I struggle with this thing again because I already know it's going to be hard because it's always hard because I'm not good at it. That that spiral just was really kind of taking over my life. And so then I would find myself uh, sitting around or not doing the healthy things, not doing the things that are good for me, like exercising and like working on my projects. And I'm not doing these things because I've talked myself out of them or I've allowed the fear to control whether or not I'm gonna get up and do it. And then I'm sitting around feeling guilty and bad about myself for not doing them. So I've stopped working out completely, fell off the wagon again, and now I feel bad about that. And I feel guilty about it because I know better. Um, and you know, because I, I should be able to take care of myself and of my body. And don't I love myself? Don't I love my body? Why am I not doing this? Why am I? Just again, more and more spiral. So I'm sitting around and I'm feeling bad about myself and avoiding these, uh, these, these activities and these tasks. And I'm feeling bad about myself for avoiding them. It was just, ugh, just such a, I don't know. It's like, it's like Legos, you know, it's like every, every feeling was, a, is another a Lego block. And I'm just like building this, this wall I'm building something. I don't know. Again, listen, there's no plan today. <laughs> We're just going where it takes us. Anyway, so I realized that that's what was happening for me internally. And I was like, whoa, hold on. You are making, you're making this harder than it has to be, like bigger than it is, you know? Um, and once I realized that, then it made me see that that was making things feel more difficult. Feeling bad about myself and doubting myself and my abilities just made me want to do these things much less, you know? So I was thinking that, you know, it was my fault and I'm just bad at these things and it's just, I'm just not a super, I'm just not an organized person. Like, that's just not, uh, I just don't have it. So I'm just always going to be fumbling around, unorganized and unstructured, just trying to get in where I can fit in. But then I thought to myself, hold on, because there are, there are things that come easier to me now than they once did. There are things that used to be harder than they are. So just because something is hard, doesn't necessarily mean that there's something wrong with me. It just maybe means that I have to get better at it. Maybe it just means that I have to learn more about it and that I have to keep practicing it or keep doing it so that I will get used to it. And in that way, it becomes less difficult. So I thought about other things that I took that approach to maybe without realizing it, but there are some other things that used to be much more difficult for me than they actually were. Like waking up on time. I'm not a morning person, never have been, but 
uh, these days, like back in the day, I could sleep in for a long time. Like if I didn't set an alarm, I wouldn't be waking up till 10, 30, 11 o'clock. But now if I don't set an alarm, the latest that my body is going to wake me up is eight or eight 30. So waking up on time has gotten easier for me the more I did it. Washing my face at night. That's another one. No, don't, don't drag me. This is a vulnerable moment. Okay. <laughs> I didn't always wash my face at night and sometimes I still forget, but I created a routine and continued to do it so that it became easier for me to wash my face at night before I go to bed. But in the beginning, it was really hard because that just wasn't something that I was used to doing. So when I sat and thought about those things, I realized, hold on, I can be good at hard things. They're still hard. Some of them at least, right? Like the other thing that that I thought about that um, used to be harder for me is work. Specifically like the therapeutic work that I do. It's still hard. I'm just getting better at it. So I can get better at doing hard things. They don't always have to be hard. And that was something that needed to click for me because I, I really was okay with just accepting the fact that this is something that's just always going to be hard for me. And maybe there are some things that, that are like that, but I don't know. I think having that realization, um, it drove me in the opposite direction. So instead of saying, well, this is hard and it's just always going to be hard. I'm saying this is, this is hard for now and it will become easier. That sounds so basic and simple when I say it. And I was like, oh, that's what people mean. <laughs> that's what people mean when they say it gets easier over time. Because it really does. And I was like, oh, so I just have to keep doing it until it's not hard for me anymore. That's it. Just do the hard thing until it's easier. Like that's, oh, okay. <laughs> that was a a real breakthrough moment for me. And I don't know if it's, <laughs> I don't know if, if this is like a, a slow moment or if whatever. But for me, that like shattered some kind of glass ceiling because I just had accepted that it was always going to be hard for me to uh, to have a routine and live a structured life and to be an organized person and um, to have these healthy habits and to do, you know, if you listen to the episode about healthy habits, I talked about, like, I just want my life to be automated. I just want to just get up and do these things without thinking about them. And I had just accepted that that was never going to happen. But when I had this breakthrough that that I'm talking about now, I was like, oh, wait, so hard things don't, they don't have to always be hard because that's what it was. I just don't like doing hard things. <laughs> I, and you have to know yourself. I know myself. I don't enjoy doing hard things. Just like I don't enjoy feeling bad about myself. Those two things, now that I say it out loud, they go hand in hand. Doing hard things made me feel bad about myself. So I was avoiding doing the hard things because I was trying to avoid feeling bad about myself. But realizing that hard things don't have to make me feel bad about myself just opened up a whole new world for me. And it made me so much more willing to get up and do the hard things. And it just made me so much more motivated and consistent because when I got up the next day and it was still hard for me to go to the gym, 
I was okay with it. And I didn't internalize any of that. And I said, it's just because it hasn't gotten easier yet. It's just a wait it, for me. So now this just becomes a waiting game. It's about patience. It's about being patient enough with myself to allow myself the time to get there, to get to the point where it's not hard for me to do these things anymore, or it's not as hard for them to feel like a part of my, of my routine. Man, I'm telling y'all when I, when I had that, that thought, when I put those things together in that order, and I don't know if this is making sense to anybody else, but to me, it's, that's fine. If it don't make sense to anybody else, because it's, it's made a world of difference for me. It has really brought so much more ease into the process of trying to create new habits and patterns because I think I stopped doubting my abilities that I could, but also I stopped associating negative feelings about myself with doing difficult things, with doing hard things. And that maybe has been the the, the biggest key, the biggest the biggest thing about it. And that's also how I started. That's why I was thinking about, I'm trying to make things easier for future me. So I'm sacrificing these things still being difficult for me now. I'm okay with them being difficult now because I know that they won't always be. And so I look forward to the day where I'm not phased by getting up and going to the gym or I'm not, I'm not phased by having a fluctuating work schedule because I have the rest of my routines and structure. You know, it's, it's, it's not as difficult for me to adjust when I have a cancellation or something like that. I look forward to those days. So I'm willing to tough it out right now. And this is a version of tough it out that I can get with. You know, it's not the, the old school tough it out, don't cry and just suck it up. And why are you being lazy and toughing it out like that? Toughing it out in the sense of, recognizing and acknowledging and accepting the fact that creating new patterns is just hard. It's hard for everybody. So I'm going to do it even though it's hard. I can do hard things. And maybe that was the message that I really had to tell myself and believe and internalize. I'm more willing to do those hard things knowing that it is still going to be difficult for a little while. And to be honest, that has made them easier already. Let me tell you, I had this thought just a couple of weeks ago. I had this little breakthrough moment just a couple of weeks ago, and I have already seen such a difference in myself, in the way that I am approaching different things and, and challenges. I've seen such a difference already. This, I think, is is maybe one of my favorite ways that I've been able to apply self-compassion, and it's been so productive you know, productivity, that's our favorite thing. That's the buzzword. But this has been so productive because it has lifted that that film of insecurity and fear, right? That was resting on top of everything that I was doing. It kind of lifted all of that. And it's made me more motivated. It's made me more consistent. It's made me more focused. And I think in taking away those feelings, I was I was able to replace them with, with much better ones, you know, doing, doing hard things was, was making me feel blame and shame and guilt and all of that. And it, I was able to replace them kind of just with this mindset shift with, with being curious about, well, I wonder how long it's going to take until this thing isn't that hard for me anymore. Let me see. Let me keep doing it until it's not as hard. 
And that's where the consistency part came in. And that doesn't mean do this thing every single day. It's whatever I want it to look like. From So perfect example, I have committed to and have been re- doing really well with having some form of dedicated movement every single weekday. Not every day. I'm taking my weekends off, okay? I get to... I get to lay around on the weekends, but some sort of dedicated movement. And I chose those words specifically because I didn't want to feel guilty or feel like it was a cop-out if I didn't make it to the gym, but instead I took a walk to the park. Or if I did some yoga and stretching instead of walking on the treadmill or doing a Stairmaster for 30 minutes, I didn't, because that's still movement and that's still good for me. I don't have to be dripping sweat and working out for two and three hours straight in order to be taking care of my body. So I changed that language and said, I want some dedicated movement every weekday. And that's what I've been doing. And I have not missed a day in over a month now. And I'm so proud of myself for that. And it hasn't Always, it hasn't been this, the easiest thing, but it has been getting easier because it's just, I, I just know that at some point in the day, I'm going to, I'm going to do something. I'm going to do some kind of, of movement. It's, it's a given now. So it's just about, well, am I going to do it in the morning or in the evening after work? Or do I have some time in between clients to get up and, you know, and, and do some movement? If I'm working from home today, maybe I do have time to do a workout in between clients. You know, it's just become that. It's just become, well, what is that movement going to look like and feel like today or tomorrow? Instead of, oh, I got to... I haven't worked out in however many days and ugh, now it's going to be so much harder when I go. And it, it, it isn't that anymore. And y'all just don't know how good that feels for me specifically for working out alone. Like, let me tell you, if I, I grew up the fat kid, you know what I'm saying? Like I was always, I was always thick and did not grow up around a ton of other thick people. So that body image and my relationship to exercise has just been this dark cloud that's been following me since I was a child. And thinking about it in this way has freed me from so much inner turmoil. I just, man, if if this resonates with you, if you have had similar body issues and then you know like just dreading getting up and going to the gym and dreading any kind of exercise, just, ugh, that, that'll, if, you know, if I, I feel like if I don't learn anything else, if I don't see any more personal growth this year in myself, then that shift, that switch alone is valuable. It's that valuable for me. You know, I don't know if y'all have had any kind of any kind of insight like that, that has been that valuable for you. But for me, that, that was it. Like learning to think about things in this way has been such a valuable thing. And that's what's allowed me to sit in the thick of it like this. That's what's allowed me to embrace some of the struggle, still struggling through some of these things and trying to be a more structured and more disciplined person. It's allowed me to embrace the struggle because the struggle isn't as painful as it once was. Mm. Yeah. 
the struggle isn't as painful as it once was. And I, I don't think I realized that I was in control of how painful it had to be. I did not realize that. And that's the crazy thing. You know, anxiety tells us that we have to have control over everything and over the future. And so much of our anxiety is about trying to have control and trying to keep control. And, but we're focusing it on the wrong things. We're trying to control things that we never had control over. We're trying to control other people's perspectives of us. We're trying to control what someone else is going to do, what someone else is thinking. We're trying to control everything, all these external things. We don't have control over that. So stop, like stop trying. You're, you're wasting a whole lot of precious time and energy trying to have control over things that you simply, they're, they're simply not yours. It's just not yours. But once you stop and think about what you do have control over, it's huge. It's, it's humongous things. Like just realizing that I had control over how painful the struggle was for me. What, like that's a huge, that's a huge thing. Because I'm going to continue to struggle as I continue to learn and grow because life is going to move on. I'm going to have more experiences. There's going to be more struggle. I'm just not as fearful of it because it's not, it doesn't have to be painful. It doesn't have to be as painful or painful in those same ways. Mm-mm. I don't know, y'all. That's kind of where I've been lately. That's that's where I've been. I've been embracing the the struggle embracing the the journey if you will and i just i'm I'm wanting to give some encouragement i think to those of you who are also in the thick of it i i know that a lot of us are in this this season of of growth and exploration and introspection and reflection and a lot of us are in therapy now and just trying to do the work. And I commend each and every one of you. It is such valuable work and it is hard work. It is difficult work. And you don't get the credit because it's internal and nobody else really sees it. You don't really get to share. I mean, you share it with your therapist. You know, you should really celebrate it with them. I be trying to celebrate it with my clients all the time and they don't always believe me. But I be telling them, you're doing so good. I know it don't look like it, don't feel like it, but that's how I know that you're doing good because you're struggling through it and you're still showing up because you're, you're, you're trying new things. Even if you only did it once or twice this week, that's one or two more times than you did it the week before. So you're struggling through it and everybody, I mean, everybody can't say the same, you know, it's easy to, it's, it's easy to give up. We've all given up on ourselves before, but you're not giving up on yourself now. That's an accomplishment in itself. So I really try to take the time to acknowledge my own efforts and to give myself that credit and validation. And I've been feeling so proud of myself lately. And it feels amazing. It feels so good. Even though I know that I still have a lot of work to do and there are still a lot of areas that I'm hoping to grow and expand. And But I am so proud of what I've done and how far I've come and of the things that I'm learning and how I'm implementing these new tools and skills and I'm creating systems that are working for me. Like, I don't know, I kind of, I, I feel like I've found the, I'm, I'm finding the life hacks that work for me. And for me, these life hacks are perspective shifts and mindset shifts and just the way that I'm seeing things and interacting with things and internalizing them has made a world of difference. So if you're in the thick of it, I encourage you to stay there. 
I'm telling you, if it's hard, then you're, that means that you're doing good. <laughs> if it was easy and you wasn't struggling, then you're probably not growing either. You know, the struggle always leads to the growth, right? The breakdown leads to the breakthrough. <laughs> you know, that's, that's enough cliches for today. I don't know. That just kind of was, was, was on my mind and on my heart. It's, it's what I've been thinking about lately. And it's what I've been, you know, pretty consumed with, you know, just really zoning in on making my, my life better for me. And I don't really know how to share or articulate all of that with, with the people in my life. And I know that, you know, to the outside, it might, it, it doesn't seem like I'm doing all this work that I'm, that I'm saying I'm doing now. Um, but this, this work is real personal. It's real personal and real internal. And I'm really the, I think I'm the main one who's going to see the, or I'm, I'm the main one who's seeing the impact of that work and the results, but they're wonderful results. And I think even in that I'm, I'm learning and growing and, and learning that I can celebrate these things on myself because I'm the only one who truly, who truly feels this accomplishment and who truly knows what this means. If I was, was telling somebody else how it's, it's easier for me to get up and go to the gym now, I don't know that they will be able to match the energy in the way that I need. Like, I'm super excited about this thing. Like I, I, I could cry, you know what I'm saying? Like it's, it's so huge for me like that, but it's not going to be that huge for the next person. And that's okay. That is a okay. And so I'm okay with just kind of, you know, quietly doing some of this work by myself because you know what? Because I know I'm going to have an attitude if I try to share it with somebody and they don't and they don't match my energy. If they don't give me what I need, and then I'm gonna, I'm going to feel a way about it. And this work is so valuable to me that sometimes I don't I don't even want to risk that. You know, or they may may not get it or, or understand. I mean, sometimes maybe maybe they might, but like this uh who is it's not for nobody else. It's not for anybody else. Um and even that has has been kind of cool for me to just sit with these big moments. To me, they feel huge. And it's been cool for me to just sit with them and have my own little celebration as I'm working on being my own bestie and just being better to myself. And that's how I'm finding the balance between the self-compassion and the self-discipline because I'm, I'm loving myself through it, through the struggle and acknowledging all of my efforts. And I'm feeling so proud of all of my efforts. And taking the time, I think, to acknowledge them and to feel them is how I'm I'm keeping that balance. It will be different if I if I never let myself feel good about what I'm doing. If I just was saying, okay, but mm, what about next week? What if you get tired next week? What if you fall off the wagon again? What if this? What if that? I I have a choice to do that, and 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 that's where I have the control. Is like choice, choice and control kind of come hand in hand. But I am choosing to feel good about what I'm doing in the here and now. Because that's, that's where the mindfulness helps. In the here and now, I'm working on these things and they're becoming easier for me. And I'm seeing how they're impacting my life. And I'm feeling like I'm a little bit more in control. And I'm finding new ways to be more structured and more organized. And it, and it feels good. It feels really great. So if you're in the thick of it, you're not alone. We're in it together. But we're growing together. And just imagine who you're going to be on the other side of this growth. 
who you're going to be in a few months, in a few years, whatever it is, wherever you are in this journey, think about that person and think about the kind of life that you want to create for them because future you deserves to reap the rewards of all the hard work that you are putting in currently. All right, y'all. Thank you for joining me on this, <laughs> this little journey, this, this tangent. Um, hopefully it was helpful. Hopefully you took something from it. I would love to hear, uh, some thoughts. Please leave us a rating, a review. I always forget to ask about, to plug these little things. So I'm trying to be better at it. Go ahead and, and follow or subscribe on whatever platform you're listening to this on. Give us a rating, give us a review. Let me know what you think. I thrive off of feedback, so I'm open to it. Um, yeah. And thanks for being here. Thanks for listening. I hope you come back again. Talk to you soon. Bye. Thanks for listening to this episode of The Process Pod. If you want to keep the conversation going, submit questions or episode ideas, make sure to follow us on Instagram at the underscore process pod. Take care of yourself and I'll talk to you soon.